known by the message of an angel, may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas-Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. It's a live hour every week where we tell you about some of the interesting things going on, uh, both within the GRN here locally with KTH 910 AM and also all the other great stuff going on in all the parishes. That's a big part of our mission is to tell you what is happening. And I'm uh, excited. The, the second half of the program, we're going to be joined uh, by Chris Stark. I see him in the, in the lobby right now, warming up, uh, for his big, uh, interview. Chris Stark is the, uh, general agent of the Knights of Columbus, uh, office of insurance for Fort Worth. And it goes beyond Fort Worth as well. In fact, every year we go out to his office. We do a live remote, uh, in January. So he's always very generous in opening up his office to us. And now we're reciprocating. And so he's going to be here with us. Uh, interesting topic. Um, you, you likely have heard of, uh, the fa- blessed um, Father McGivney, who was the founder of the Knights of Columbus. Well, they have a first-class relic of Blessed McGivney that is going to be uh, available for veneration on Sunday, March 5th. I think that's next Sunday, not this Sunday, but the next, uh, in Keller. So uh, Chris Dark will tell us all about that, and there's going to be a lot of events going on around uh, around that as well. Uh, in about 15 minutes, we're going to be joined on the phone with Abby Johnson. Uh, Abby, of course, with uh, Unplanned and... Uh, the, uh, and then there were none. They have a movie coming out that you might be interested in called She Was Stronger. It's going to be, I guess, just one showing here in North Texas, Monday, February 27th. So next Monday, 6.30 p.m. in Grapevine. So Abby will join us on the phone to talk about that and all the other things going on in her life. But uh, we are on social media, thanks to William Kirkendall. And uh, so go to Facebook, uh, North Texas uh, GRN page, and you can uh, see us there on, on Facebook. Cecil Anderson is on the other side of the glass. Diane Xavier joining us also here during this hour. And boy, there's, there's so much going on right now. We are, uh, we're laughing about, uh, we, we, if we look a little rough around the edges, it's because we're literally moving, uh, today. We didn't really quite know we were going to move today, but, uh, I mean, it's really happening, isn't it, Cecil? It, yes, it is. Uh, some packages for our new studio arrived earlier than expected, which meant that we had to run over to our new office and kind of break those down and move them up. We're still not quite done, but it was a nice workout, unexpected workout. Yeah. Yeah. First thing this morning, I was like, Lent is starting earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so speaking of Lent, it starts on Wednesday. Uh, I always amazed every year how just the churches are absolutely packed on mm-hmm. Ash Wednesday. People that may not even go to Mass otherwise. Uh, I mean, every every parish will tell you they've got more people on Ash Wednesday. It's comparable to like Christmas. And I wonder, well, what is the dynamic there? Why, what do you think people get so excited about it's Ash? It's Christ's resurrection, you know, looking... Yeah, I mean, but if they were doing, if they were that excited about Christ's resurrection, they'd go to mass on Sunday. I'm not, I'm not pointing any fingers. I'm not. I'm glad they're there. But oh I'm yeah, just, I'm absolutely. Thinking just what is the I think psychology? A couple things. I think some people do, do think it is a holy day of obligation. Yeah, and so I think some people just show up because of that. But also, someone said this is kind of like a kind of I don't know depressing view of things. But they're like 
people like to go when they get something at yeah. mass. And so the like you, a lot of people go to also Palm yeah, Sunday because you get the palms. Yeah. You know, those sort of things. And so <laughs> that sounds really, really. I was like, yeah, you can go on any mass. You get Jesus. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I know. I know. It's a very yeah. negative thing. But I think it's like that day you get to go and it's kind of like you get to show off for everyone. Like, yeah. I'm Catholic. Look I, at my I, I have another little theory. I, I think that it's it's almost like. People look forward to January 1st because they want a clean house. They want to start living more austerely. They want to finally, you know, get, stop eating so much sugar. And the ashes kind of represent that kind of start over new habits. Mm, and yeah, I know definitely. that sounds very secular, but uh, I think that that drives a little bit of it. Yeah, I, th- I think so, too. One of the priests that gave our sermon yesterday said that uh, that Lent is like, to, you know, we've probably already forgotten all about our new our New Year's resolutions <laughs> yes. from January first. Take so, two. Lent's our second chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. There's a, you know obviously a spiritual element mm-hmm. to it. There's something visible. I think I, I personally love you know walking into the grocery store with my ashes on. I just oh, yes. I feel like hey I'm Catholic. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of cool. I want and you get a confession first, then receive yeah. my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got about uh, ten minutes to talk about uh, a couple of things. I want to talk about the car raffle because today is officially the last day of the car raffle tonight at. Uh, uh, 11.59 p.m. Uh, the, the website will go down. It'll be your last opportunity to get tickets. I think it's been very successful. It has certainly been for our team here in North Texas, and so I want to thank everybody who has bought tickets. In fact, we have some tickets to give away uh, right now on this show uh, because I was at Good Shepherd Parish yesterday, uh, 7 a.m. Mass. I was there with my daughter. She was helping me. And uh, the, the gentleman wanted to remain anonymous, but he came up and he said, I want to get $200 worth of tickets, 10 tickets. And he said, I want you to give them away. Uh, just give them away 10 tickets, however you want. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, if you listen tomorrow at noon, I'll go ahead and open up the phone lines. And so if you want a ticket, and Cecil might even get generous and give you more than one. Uh, depending on how I'm depend, feeling, Depending you know? on how many calls we get. Okay, <laughs> so if the phone lines just light up like crazy right now, she may have to give you just one. Uh, but if it's like, eh, you know, two or three calls that come in, then you might get uh, two or three tickets. So, uh, pray for not many calls. <laughs> wow. Uh, nine, okay, the, the phone number, 877-757-9424. Okay, so these are no strings attached. Uh, just free tickets. Thanks to this kind gentleman, uh, in, uh, Colleyville who just came up and said, Hey, I'll give you some tickets. All right. Uh, the only, the only caveat is I'm not going to be able to mail you your ticket, but you will be in the drawing. Okay. We'll get your stubs in, but I won't be able to mail you, uh, your tickets. So 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. If you would like, uh, some, uh, complimentary tickets to, uh, the car raffle, which ends today. Wouldn't it be cool if the, somebody that called in got free tickets? Yeah. One, then that guy would be like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyways, call us up and Cecil will let us know how many of those are given away. Uh, uh, 877-757-9424. All right, we've got a few parishes and pastors to thank from uh, over the weekend. <laughs> Cecil's been busy on the phone, but uh, Diane went to Good Shepherd Garland. Oh, yes, it was wonderful visiting the parish that I grew up in. And just seeing how it has grown tremendously. Um, They have like more than 6,000 people attend Mass on the weekends, which is quite impressive. Hmm. And even they got a new parish recently, a couple of years ago, and it's just grown and people are tithing more. It's just awesome to see. Father Israel Gonzalez is a pastor. Did you see him? Oh, yes, I did. You know, he's... He's one of the newer priests. And and it's interesting because you got all these religious orders yeah. that, you know, like the TORs and uh, different uh, uh, CFRs. His uh, initials after his name are FN. 
Do you happen to know what that means? Uh, FN, it's part it's, of some religious. I'm not sure which religion. Yeah, I'm not sure what FN stands for, but uh, he is an FN uh, priest, and we thank him for allowing us to go over there. Father Michael Higgins is the pastor of the other Good Shepherd Parish in Colleyville that I just mentioned a moment ago. And I appreciated him. He said the 4 p.m. Mass yesterday. They had uh, four Masses that I was present for, and he gave the announcement. And uh, when he was talking about the car raffle, he said, uh, don't forget, there's two Gs in Higgins if you want to put my name down for, for, a, for a ticket. Uh, and in fact, we'll, we'll do that if there are some leftovers of these tickets, because it came from his parish. Uh, we'll go ahead and put uh, Father Higgins' uh, name on uh, for a, a couple of those as well. You know, I was just thinking... Well, go ahead and finish with all the parishes uh, we visited. Yeah, so we also went to St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Frisco. We had uh, Rob Roll and Steve Gleason over there. Uh, so thanks to Father, Father Rudy Garcia and the team over there. That's always one of our uh, big parishes. In fact, I'm going to tell you here in just a moment the top eight parishes uh, for car raffle sales, and you can try to guess what they are, okay? So I'll, I'll go in uh, in ascending order from eight to one, uh, top parishes as far as uh, how many people bought tickets when we went out there and visited. Uh, Holy Cross Parish in the Colony. Uh, I don't know if Cicel's available to, to, to talk. Okay, she's in the phone, but uh, Father Joy Joseph is the pastor there, so thank you very much to him. Uh, St. Bernard Parish, Father Luis, thank you for allowing us to go out to your parish. Uh, St. Patrick Parish in Dallas, Father Charles uh, Githinji, and also so, of course, Father Joseph Vollmer Koenig, the uh, former pastor there, several of our volunteers said, Father Joseph uh, uh, said hello to you. So, hello back to Father Joseph. And then, uh, Holy Spirit Parish in Duncanville, Father Eugene Ocoli is the pastor there. And uh, we are appreciative to Father um, Eugene uh, for letting us go out there. That actually uh, had the, the top mass of the weekend. Was it Holy Spirit Parish in Duncanville? Oh, wow. Well, the, I'm not surprised. Uh, it was the a... 9 o'clock. Jennifer uh-huh. Disco was our volunteer. Uh, and uh, it was the top mass of the whole weekend. And, and I, I would not have thought it would have been from Holy Spirit in Duncanville. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, anyways, you're going to say? You know, the cool thing about, the, I, I don't know what they've, the network has done before, but, you know, you win a car on The Price is Right, you're responsible for a big, hefty tax. Yeah. You know, yeah. but here, if you win that beautiful Mercedes-Benz in polar white, 250L Coupe, the network takes care of the main taxes, which is thirteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I mean, it's a beautiful car. Um, I don't know what the uh, price tag is. I'm probably forty, fifty thousand, and the network takes care of the thirteen thousand dollar tax that that that's on it. And all the winner is responsible for is like the title and fees to the car company, mm-hmm. yeah. which is you know not you know like I've never heard of anybody doing that before. Yeah, so, so that is a great incentive to get your tickets at the very last minute. You know, today's the last day before yeah. midnight. And speaking of last minute, Cicel is uh, busy getting people on the line. Uh, she's going to have to break away here in about five minutes to get Abby Johnson on the line. And uh, <laughs> uh, so if you are uh, on hold, just hang on. She says uh, she'll get to you. I guess that's a good sign that we had a lot of calls. But again, uh, thanks to a generous gentleman from Saint uh, from Good Shepherd Parish in Colleyville yesterday. He, he bought 10 tickets. He said, please give them away. And he said, just give them to whoever you, you want. And uh, my, my daughter was like, Dad? And I said, no, no, you, you can't win. That, that'd look a little fishy if my daughter won the uh, the Mercedes yeah, she Benz. But, she's like, I need a car. Uh, so that's that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Lent. Anything you want to share, any of you guys, about what you're giving up? Uh, William, you've given us some thought, haven't you? I have, yeah. Yeah, I think as far as, like, big things go, I'm going to kind of cease a little bit on the music listening, because I really do like music, so I'm probably going to give that up all 
all of Lent, including Sundays. Okay. Can I ask you, yeah. uh, how do you listen to music? Like, uh, what, what, uh, what, what's like your what app? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, in the old days, people are listening to CDs, and yeah, but you, you listen to an app? Or? Yeah, yeah. I used to listen to CDs and all that. I use Spotify now. Okay, um, okay. And, yeah, so I'm, I think I'm going to... I, I feel like I'm listening to it a little bit too much, so I think it's, it'll be good for me to get away from it during Lent, including on Sundays. And completely? Then, I think completely during oh, wow. Lent, yeah. Wow. And then... Um, and then I'm also going, as far as other big things go, I'm going to also probably give up uh, cream and coffee. So I'm going to drink coffee all black this Lent. Okay. Probably on Sundays I will do a little bit of cream. But I warn uh, you, you may not ever go back to cream because uh, I, I gave it up that. for a, an Exodus 90 one time and I and I love my, my coffee black now. So, so you, no, I, no cream I, Yeah, since. the thought of cream, I just like, eh, I don't want huh. it. I used to have it all the time. So anyways. Interesting. Yeah, all right, yeah. good to know. Yeah, and then uh, and then probably just on Fridays I'll do like the fast uh, one full meal with the two others that don't equal the equivalent of a full meal. All right, That's very good. That's my plan. All right, very good. How about you, Diane? Well, I plan on... Um fasting like maybe twice a week and um you know i take some medicines that really affect my weight so i but i want to take it seriously and i also want to attend daily mass mm. and just take my faith more you know seriously yeah. without showboating you know yeah, right. and that's that's what jesus taught like when you do it you know like when you're actually doing it be silent and mm-hmm. you know don't let other people know like Oh, you know, brag about what you're doing, but do it in silence. And then mm-hmm. he said, your heavenly father will reward you. Yeah. So I just, you know, want that closer relationship, uh, you know, with the saints and like Our Lady. And All right. That's Very what I good. Do. All right. Is this a little update on, do we get some calls? We definitely got some calls. So I just want to say that if anyone was trying to call in, I was trying to throw people on hold as quickly as possible because the lines were getting full. Yeah. But I think some people did hang up because oh, I didn't really? get to them. So I do still have a few tickets left okay, if people yeah, want to call. But, but wait till after. Yeah. <laughs> wait a few. Give me two minutes to get okay, Abby, Abby Johnson, Johnson on, the phone, on the phone. And then call. And then call. So okay, don't give up the phone number yet. Why don't you go ahead and get a line and you, call, you, you give me the thumbs up when you have Abby. And then, and I know everybody's like, I want to hear Abby. I want to hear what she has to say. But uh, hey, you can't do it all. Okay. You just can't. <laughs> True. You, you, you gotta, you can't have your cake and eat it too. So <laughs> if you want the ticket, I don't know how many more we have uh but maybe five would you say about five tickets okay uh you'll call up and uh i'll tell you what you got to be patient so i'll give you the phone number because sissel is uh, wait you're you're on the line this is abby (laughs) okay wonderful i'm gonna put you you're you're me Okay. <laughs> All right. There you go. You get here behind the scenes. Cecil getting Abby Nothing Johnson on the phone. Anticipating right. The All right. So Abby's going to join us in just a moment. And uh, go ahead. Here's the phone number if you want to call in and get those final tickets. 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Again, complimentary tickets. Uh, I also want to thank uh, Carla Lacroix, our wonderful volunteer, because every single year, probably for at least uh, 10, 12 years, as long as we've had the car raffle, she buys tickets for herself and she also buys tickets that she gives away uh, to somebody else. And this year was no exception. So I think uh, one or two of those tickets in that mix was uh, from Carla Lacroix. And so uh, Cecil's back on the phone. And so uh, I don't know how many more we have, but um, a couple more anyways. Uh, 877-757-9424. All right. With no further ado, let us talk to Abby Johnson. I feel like she is somebody that doesn't really need an introduction, but I'll give you one anyways. <laughs> uh, former Planned Parenthood manager, uh, now pro-life uh, giant, uh, author of Unplanned. They made a movie about that. Also the founder of And Then There Were More... Then there were none. Um, and now she is 
putting together and has produced uh, or is involved in a pro-life short film and Q&A with ex-abortion clinic workers. It's called She Was Stronger, and there are two screenings coming up in Texas. One of them is in Grapevine next Monday, February 27th at 6.30 p.m. at the Palace Arts Center in Grapevine. So, Abby Johnson, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, I did a search for you to just kind of look for a short bio, and there were a lot of different websites and a lot of different things that you're involved in, and there was one, abbyb.com, and so <laughs> I, uh, you, you, tell, tell us what's going on. I mean, uh, what, what are the latest projects? And then I certainly want to get to this movie, but uh, how are things for you overall? Yeah, things are going great. Uh, yeah, we've got our And Then There Were None ministry. We've helped 640 abortion clinic workers leave the industry and come into a saving relationship with Christ, which is amazing. Um, and then we have our, our hotline, our crisis hotline, loveline.com, which helps women in crisis, single moms, women who are pregnant, um, people who just need a, a hand up. So we're, we've helped uh, case manage over 4,200 women and 8,000 children. So um, that's rocking and rolling. So that's doing really well also. Oh, great. Uh, you know, I, I, I think I uh, thought of you when Roe v. Wade was overturned. And I just wonder, you know, I know it's been a while, but uh, what, what's, what's your overall thoughts about Dobbs and the impact it's had on abortion, not only in Texas, but across the country? And uh, your, your thoughts, having been on both sides of the, uh, the aisle, so to speak, on this issue over the years? Yeah, I mean, things are going really well. We're, um, of course, you know, things have been great in Texas. Um, but, uh, you know, we've, we've had major gains here in Texas, but things are, things are going really well. And, uh, of course, every, you know, brick and mortar facility is closed. Um, here in the state of Texas, but we still have a lot of work to do. Um, you know, all it takes is one election for things to go back to the way that it was. Um, here in the state, medication abortion is still available through mail order, um, through out of the, out of the country pharmacies. So, um, there's, you know, still, of course, a lot of work to be done. And, uh, we, we can't just sit around and say, well, our work is done. We still need to support pregnancy centers. There's still a lot of crisis pregnancies taking place um, here. And uh, women, you know, have the ability to go out of the state for an abortion. So lots and lots of work to be done. Um, You know, elections still are, of course, very important. We need to make sure that we are keeping pro-life legislators in office, supporting our local pregnancy centers, um, making sure that abortion does not return here to the state of Texas. Uh, legal abortion doesn't return here to the state of Texas. Amen. Abby Johnson joining us here on the Good News Show. Uh, the film is called She Was Stronger. It's screening at Palace Arts Center in Grapevine a week from today, Monday, February 27th, uh, beginning at 6.30 p.m., and uh, it is a pro-life short film and Q&A with ex-abortion clinic workers. And, of course, it's tied into And Then There Were None. Uh, tell us about this, uh, a little bit more details, Abby, if you would, and how this all came about. Yes, it's a 35-minute short film uh, documentary. It's really beautiful. It follows three former abortion workers who are part of our ministry. One actually uh, was worked at Kermit Gosnell's clinic in Philadelphia. Um, she spent 28 months in prison uh, because of her work with him. Uh, you know, I just really wanted to show 
the humanity of abortion clinic workers, those who have worked in the industry, their moms, their sisters, their wives, their daughters. And, um, you know, a lot of times people say, gosh, how could anybody work in the abortion industry? People ask me that all the time. You know, how could you do that? And what I find is that, you know, gosh, this could have been any of us. We're all just one cent away from walking into an abortion clinic, either as a patient or a worker. And I wanted to show that. And I wanted to show that we're all redeemable by the blood of Jesus Christ. And um, people are really moved by this film. And just to see the redemption of the Lord and how he can change anyone, it's really, really powerful. And we will have... Um, at least one, uh, maybe two of the the women, and I will be there, but uh, at least one or two of the women from the documentary will be there at the screening in Dallas and Austin. Um, and so you'll be able to ask them questions about their journey, about their life, um, you know, how they got into the industry, how they got out, and which that, that kind of shows that in the, in the documentary. But people are going to love it. Everyone that watches it is so very moved. Do you find that most of the people uh, who work in the abortion industry, and, and not necessarily the doctors, the ones that are actually doing the uh, the, the the abortions, but the, you know the the support people, are they there mostly just for a paycheck, and they're just kind of blind to what's going on, or or are they kind of dug in and they're big time pro abortion people, or or is it kind of a little bit of each? No, I mean, most of the time, the people that go into work in the abortion clinic, they don't really think much about abortion at all. They're there to get paid. A lot of them have had abortions themselves, but they still don't really have a strong opinion on abortion one way or the other. Um, you know, they're, they're there. They think that they're helping women. They think that they're providing a service, something that they access themselves. And so they think, you know, I'm just there to help women who are in a tough spot like I was, and um, I'm going to do my best to provide, you know, compassionate care to these women and help them out in a tough situation. And what they find is that they're actually not helping women. What they find is that they themselves are wounded from their own abortion experience. And they see what's happening to these babies. They see what's happening to these women. They see that there's a lot of abuse, neglect, malpractice taking place inside of these abortion clinics. And then, you know, they realize that they want to leave, and it's very difficult to leave the abortion industry. It's not like leaving a, you know, a job at McDonald's or some fast food restaurant or leaving a job in the insurance, you know, in an insurance agency. There's a lot of spiritual warfare. Um, you know, they will uh, give you a poor reference. They will, uh, you know, break you down mentally. Uh, it, it's, it's a terrible place. I tell people it's like leaving the mafia. Um, it's not like leaving any other normal job. And so we talk about that in, in the documentary. They, they talk about, you know, the PTSD, um, that they, that they feel after they leave. Um, I mean, like I said, Adrian went to prison, um, for her time working in Kermit Gosnell's facility. You know, I was taken to court by Planned Parenthood. I mean, th- this is, these are not uncommon things. So it's, it's very difficult to walk away from that industry, but, you know, we've had 640 women do it. And so it is possible, but they do need a lot of support when they leave. Yeah. Have, uh, is there something in particular that you find is most effective? You know, I know people are generally don't like to change. We don't like to change jobs. We, you know, we, we tend to just kind of get settled into something. Uh, and, you know, for all the reasons that you've explained that, you know, they, they, they stay, but, uh, what works? I know, I know with, uh, abortion, oftentimes seeing a sonogram is what, you know, changes, uh, women's minds. I know that was huge for you, as was told in the, in the movie, in the book. Uh, but what, 
what what does has to be said, or is it just simply God's grace, or or what what happens to make them change their mind about their their occupation? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is prompting from the Holy Spirit, but a lot of it is effective sidewalk counseling, reaching out to these women who are going in there, letting them know about our ministry, abortionworker.com, letting them know there is a way out, reminding them that this is not what they wanted to do when they were a little girl. They did not want to work in the abortion industry, and there is something better out there for them, and we can help them. We can help direct them on a better path. We can help them get a better job. We can help them heal. Just reminding them that we do see them as valuable. We don't see them as disposable. We don't see them as monsters. We do see them as valuable human beings, and we do want to help them. Yes. Abby Johnson joining us uh, here. We've got about five minutes remaining. Uh, Of course, former Planned Parenthood manager, now pro-life champion, author of Unplanned, and uh, founder also of And Then There Were None. There are going to be two screenings of her new movie called She Was Stronger. One of them is a week from today, February 27th, Monday in Grapevine, 6.30 p.m., and then there will be another one March 8th at 6.30 p.m. down at the Long Center in Austin. Uh, if you want to go down there, you can go to SheWasStronger.com, SheWasStronger.com to find out more about these uh, screenings. Uh, Abby, we'll give all the, the particulars, and I don't know if there's a, a charge or, or any of that kind of thing, but I want to ask you one more general question. I have been noticing, and I'm sure you've noticed this uh, on, on Twitter and just in the news in general, that the pro-abortion side is becoming much more aggressive uh, I, I would dare mm-hmm. say much more diabolical, where it's more of a you know, more more of more less of a, a toleration of abortion and more of a, a celebration of it. And I saw one mm-hmm. lady, a, a doctor, holding the actual abortion, you know, like tools or apparatus, whatever you want to call it, and mm-hmm. bragging about her abortions. It's it's weird. It's it's demonic. What, 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 I, I'm sure you've noticed this and this trend, but what do you think's going on there? Oh, I think that, you know, sometimes they they become more brazen just to shock us sometimes. But I think that, you know, the the abortion crowd, they're kind of, they're finally saying all the quiet things out loud. You know, this has always been about killing our children. This has always been about child sacrifice. Um, Now they're just saying it. Look, this isn't even about money. I mean, a lot of, you know, for years, I think the pro-life movement has said, oh, you know, it's about money. It's about money. But look, it's not, it's not about money. This is about child sacrifice. You know, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun, and uh, we know that's true. Um, you know, we, we see this in the Old Testament, uh, you know, Molech and Baal, and people were sacrificing their children. It's the same thing. Why were they doing it? They were doing it for wealth, for success, for crops to grow, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what we're seeing it now, right? For success, for careers, for wealth. Women sacrificing their children to, um, you know, for convenience, and um, and it's just a spirit of death, and uh, we need to recognize that. Look, it's not just about the money, not anymore, not for the abortion industry. It's about child sacrifice, and that's something that we've got to pray. We have to fast. We have to sound the alarm of what's going on in our country. Um, but that's something that you know only only Jesus, um, only the Holy Spirit. Can, can turn us away from something so dark. Mm-hmm. And, you know, women's hearts are turning against their children. That's something that is biblical. Um, we know that that's going to happen, but um, I believe that God is doing something really amazing in our in our country right now, and uh, we need to continue to, to pray for that. We need to continue to pray for revival um, in our culture, and we need to be a part of that. We need to be a part of the victory that's happening every single day. 
Yes, and um, Abby, in the the time we have remaining, can you tell us the details, particularly about the grapevine uh, showing next Monday at 6.30 at the Palace Arts Center? Do people need to buy tickets in advance? Is there a cost? Yeah. What should they do? Yeah, go to the website, shewasstronger.com. Ticket price is very minimal. I think it's only like $10, and that was just so that we could prevent bots from going on the website and yeah. buying up uh, like free tickets because they'll do that and it makes it look like it's sold out, but it's not. Ticket price is very minimal. I think it's like $10 to go. Um, and that just really covers our costs. So, um, yeah, show up. We would love to have you come. We really want to have a packed house. Um, we really want people to see what God is doing in the pro-life movement right now through our ministry. Um, you know, we, we believe that, uh, we, we've had over 25 abortion clinics close um, because of these former abortion workers. We believe that this has been a missing piece of the pro-life puzzle for many years, and God is doing amazing things through through these these former abortion workers. We'd love for people to come and, and see what that is, and we'd love for you to have a time of Q&A and meet our workers and uh, talk to us. We will have other former workers there from the Dallas area, so uh, we'd love for people to come and, and meet with us and talk with us. All right. The website is shewasstronger.com. Shewasstronger.com. Again, it's a uh, screening uh, pro-life uh, short film. I, I think Abby said it was about 35 minutes long in Q&A with mm-hmm. ex-abortion clinic workers, uh, Palace Arts Center in Grapevine next Monday, February 27th, beginning at 6.30 p.m. If people are not able to, to go next Monday, will this be available uh, other uh uh, you know, formats or, or platforms in the future, Abby? It will, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once we're done with our screenings uh, across the country, we are going to release it in digital form, so it will be eventually available to everyone. All right. And if you can't go to Grapevine next uh, next Monday, go down to Austin uh, for the next one, March 8th, which is a Wednesday, 6.30 p.m., the Long Center on uh, Riverside Drive in Austin. Uh, everything is on the website, shewasstronger.com, shewasstronger.com. Uh, Abby Johnson, thank you so much. It's always great to talk to you, and thank you so much on behalf of all of our listeners for uh, your dedication to life and uh, and everything that you do. We're very grateful to you. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks to you so much, Abby Johnson. There, great uh, opportunity to speak to her, and uh, we are halfway through the program now. And Cecil has informed me that as of the last time she texted me, she has taken eight calls. Which uh, that's, that's that's good. Yeah, eight calls. I think we had um, about ten, maybe a couple extra uh, when you throw in Carla. So if a couple more people would like to get uh, free tickets, no strings attached, other than the fact that I will not be able to mail you your tickets. You're, the stubs will go in the drawing, okay? The stubs will go in, uh, but I won't be able to mail you the, the actual ticket that you'd get, like if you bought it at the parish. Uh, then um, a call right now, 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424, and Cecil will give you one ticket, and if she's really generous, she might give you two, but I don't know how many she has remaining. So at least one ticket if you want them right now. 877-757-9424. This is for the car raffle, by the way. This isn't for Abby's movie. I, I probably should have made that clear. Okay, this is the car raffle tickets for the uh, this Friday, 7 o'clock a.m., thereabouts. We're going to give away a Mercedes-Benz, okay? And this was some generous uh, uh, gentleman from Colleyville, Good Shepherd Parish, yesterday morning said, hey, here's 10 tickets. Please give them away uh, to somebody else. I want to give them to somebody. All right, 877-757-9424 if you want a ticket. And Chris Stark is here, and we're going to talk about uh, the Knights of Columbus, insurance, and blessed uh, Michael McGivney. 
and uh, his first class relic, which is coming to Keller here in the next couple of weeks on Sunday, March 5th. And so lots to talk with uh, Chris Dark about. So a quick break and we'll be right back with a good news show after this. Catholic Daughters of the Americas from St. Martin, DePore's Catholic Church in Prosper is holding an online fundraiser through March 12th. They have partnered with Prayer Pillowcases, a Catholic family business to offer Catholic gifts for Easter and sacramental celebrations. Online ordering can be done at prayerpillowcases.com. Simply go to prayerpillowcases.com and use the code CDMG750 to place your orders today. That's CDMG750. Hi, I'm Ray Serta, Jr., host of the podcast called Rolling with Ray, where you will hear inspiring interviews from individuals who have overcome the impossible to live life to the fullest. I'm a living example of triumphing over tragedy as I tell in my book, The Life I Didn't Expect, Facing Adversity and Winning. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, and of course, my YouTube channel called Rolling with Ray. You can also contact me at raysertabook at gmail.com. Do you want a faith-filled Catholic? Lupe Radio Network congratulates the new Board of Trustees for the Catholic Foundation. The Catholic Foundation Board of Trustees has elected Dan Odom as chairman of its board, succeeding Eileen Pratt, who served as board chair the past two years. The board also elected three new trustees, Elsa Alcalá-Grivas, Rick Martinez, and Maria Castañón Motes. Odom will serve a two-year term, and the new trustees will serve two three-year terms, ending in 2028. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Little Elm Eye Care for their support of local Catholic radio. Little Elm Eye Care is owned by Drs. Burt and Leslie Bubella, parishioners of St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Frisco. They specialize in family vision care, comprehensive eye exams, contact lenses, and the treatment of eye diseases and injuries. Little Elm Eye Care is located at 1200 East El Dorado Parkway, Suite 100, across from the Little Elm Athletic Complex. They can be reached by calling 972-2920-900 or on the web at littleelmeyecare.com. He said he would leave me if I didn't do it. He didn't want a baby. I had the abortion and he left anyway. Now I'm left with sadness and grief and I'm all alone. We at Healing After Abortion understand this pain. Whether you thought it was your only option or felt pressured to make the decision, abortion has touched many of us. Join us on March 17th through 19th on a Rachel's Vineyard retreat. Call us confidentially at 214-544-CARE or visit us at racheldallas.org. All right, we are back, and this is the Good News Show. Lots going on today. It is a busy, busy day. We're moving offices. <laughs> uh, Cecil and Manny and I were literally moving stuff uh, just an hour ago, and uh, this is the last day of the car raffle, 11.59 p.m. is the last moment that you can buy tickets. And I'm sure there are some people that uh, wait until that last minute to buy tickets, thinking that maybe there's some way, for some reason, that that helps them <laughs> win the car. Uh, so we've given away a bunch of them on the, the show today, so thanks to everybody who, who called in. And let's see, what else? Um, uh, so, yeah, so tune in Friday morning, approximately 7. I don't think we've declared exactly when the raffle is going to happen, but my guess is going to be somewhere around 7 o'clock. You can also look on our social media uh, sites like YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, and I think it'll uh, we'll be connecting with the Midland office. They've got one of those big bins that they'll spin around, and, you know, there's a lot of tickets in there, okay? so But, but if you bought a ticket, yours is in there, and so you have as much of a chance as anybody to win this car. Friday morning at 7 o'clock. All right, uh, you know, we always go out and do a lot of live remotes every January and February, and one of my go-to, uh, gosh, for the last at least five or six years has been the Knights of Columbus office in um, in Hearst, uh, in, in the Fort Worth area. 
And uh, Chris Dark always welcomes us out there, and so we're reciprocating today. And here he is in our office, uh, the last opportunity, because probably a couple weeks from now we won't even be here any longer. So welcome. Good to see you, Chris. Glad to be here and glad to uh, get to experience the office one last time. Yeah, make sure you talk right into that microphone there. All right. So, all right, Chris, uh, you you are just a a busy guy. You're an idea guy. You've you've been incredibly successful with the, the Knights of Columbus Stark Agency. So before we start talking about Father Michael McGivney and this pilgrimage that uh, you're starting and what's happening on March 5th. Tell us a little bit about your work with the Knights of Columbus and your team. Yeah, so we, we manage a team that broadcasts across four dioceses, and we got 16 men on our, our, our agents that are going in and helping uh, Catholic families plan financially, and they are... Um, they're, this is a nonstop work, and we're always growing our team. So we always want more men to come to our team and uh, look at our career option and everything. That it, It's really a ministry of love uh, to be able to help Catholic families plan financially with a Catholic company for our Catholic church. Because the Knights of Columbus only do two things with money, and that's give it back to our community and church and then provide money back to our members and, and our clients. So mm-hmm. we're very excited about that. Do you require any kind of previous knowledge of insurance or business for the, the agents that you hire? Is that helpful? Or if somebody comes in and just says, hey, I want to learn, would you hire that kind of person? I would love to hire that kind of person because uh, you don't have to break bad habits uh, and so <laughs> forth. So the most, when I started 10 years ago, I I, I didn't know anything about financial service, but it, it's a drive to learn and grow and, and be a part of, uh, of a team and uh, just wanting to do better for your own uh, self and, and to be able to serve and help other families. Mm-hmm. Very good. I know several of your agents uh, and uh, from, uh, from my parish, but uh, let's talk now. Uh, well, before we, we move on, if somebody is interested, maybe they're, they're looking for a career change or they want to take you up on that offer, should they just go to that uh, website, KFC? starkagency.com or what should they do that's exactly where i'd send them there's a careers tab and uh, you can learn more about our agency you can see our team you can see uh what we do and so forth and more importantly just pick up the phone and call me okay. uh, the phone number's on the website all right uh and you emailed me uh, a week or so ago and talked about this event that's going to happen uh next sunday not this sunday but next sunday march 5th in keller a first class relic of blessed michael mcgivney is coming to town so tell yeah. us how this all came about oh my gosh it, it this started with a, a conversation over dinner with father kalish who is a dominican uh priest who's been in, at saint mary's in new haven where father mcgivney is actually entombed He's been there over a decade. He's built a, a great relationship, if you would, with Father McGivney, and um, he's now our director of chaplains. And so I, I thought it would be a great idea that I could bring him to Texas and we would take a five-city stop in our agency to be able to uh, share the relic uh, with uh, with the people, um, Brother Knotts and Catholics and uh, alike uh, in our, our agency. And Three weeks ago, I got the call that said, "Hey, let's do this. It's a, it's all approved. Every uh, spring night, and everybody approved it. The uh, the vice postulator for the canonization for um, the uh, for McGivney is uh, all thinks it's a great idea. Let's go." And then that sent me on a whirlwind of getting approvals from uh, all our great bishops in in the diocese that we serve and. Um, and Bishop Olson, uh, blessed it to be here at this date. And, uh, we're going to start it here on Sunday, March 5th, uh, with the five o'clock mass ahead of that. There's going to be a veneration, uh, from two thirty to four thirty, And 
Father Flynn at at St. Elizabeth uh, has been very welcoming and um, monumental work uh, by Father Jonathan Wallace, uh, uh, Bishop Olson's uh, parochial vicar, and and so um, Vicar General. Sorry, I didn't misquote his title, but they uh, but he everybody. It's been monumental help along the way trying to make this uh, pull this off. I think we're going to have a very big crowd. Yeah. I think we'll probably have 2,000 people on oh, the Sunday right? Mass. Okay, so. wow. And first class relic means that it's actually part of the saint's body in some mm-hmm. way. Do, do you, are, what, what, what is it? Are you at liberty to say what, what the, the first class relic is? The truth, the, the answer is yes, it is a piece of his body. The answer is I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so the, um, I'm obviously lobbying for the uh, biggest, um, uh, best relic that they have. Um, the knights are going uh, are very excited about this event, so they're going to bring uh, put their best foot forward. It's mm-hmm. going to be a very special uh, relic, and um, I thought it was interesting because Father Kalish was actually there when they actually opened Father McGivney up uh, tomb up at the parish uh, to be able to uh, get relics because when he was beatified um, in twenty twenty of October, they um, they actually went in and got a bunch of relics made. Because the demand was going to go up mm-hmm. uh, for that. So there's a lot of uh, really great things going on in America right now with saints. You know, the, the my my sister works in the Archdiocese of uh, Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. and just last week they had a big uh, Blessed Stanley Rother mm-hmm. event and uh, a shr- shrine there in in Oklahoma City. And then we have all that's going on with uh, uh, Father McGivney mm-hmm. and uh, you know Fulton Sheen, and there, there's uh, 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 Father Augustine Tolton. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had some events um, last week with him. The you know, the he was a slave and then became a Catholic priest. Okay. And so there, there's it's it's just it's exciting to just recall the lives of these incredible men, and of course, a lot of uh, women as well. Uh, so, tell us about um, Father McGivney. I know we've talked about him a lot during our live remotes, mm-hmm. but we're on at a different time, and this is a different audience. So, those who are not familiar with him, who was he, and what makes him so special? Well, and it, you look at—he was a simple parish priest with a big idea, and he wanted to create something uniquely Catholic. It was Catholic supporting Catholics, and his founding mission for the Knights Columbus was to provide financially for the loss of a breadwinner uh, and uh, providing for a widow and orphan. And so when he uh, created this, there's a lot, a lot of religious re- uh, hatred towards Catholics in 1882, and uh, he wanted to bring men back to the church, strength of faith, strength of family, and, and so forth. And that's now grown to the largest Catholic organization in the entire world, you know. And what, and I look at it in, a, in an essence of in this day and age— we need um, real living witnesses of uh, our faith. That there are saints that walked among us uh, and and making miracles in, in in this modern day. And you look at the, his first miracle was the healing of a child uh, that was a general agent in Tennessee. His child uh, had a terminal illness, and uh, that child now, Mikey, is now a seven uh, happy seven eight year old uh, bubbling uh, just joyful uh, kid and. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of um, my when we started this pilgrimage, I, I'm, we're going to take prayer intentions back to Father McGivney. We're going to collect those and we're going to take them and present them at Father McGivney's tomb. 
and uh, for the prayers for his intercession, because what if we are going to cause another miracle, mm-hmm. the next miracle that is actually going to canonize, <coughs> yeah, canonize cool him? That? That's what they're waiting for now. Was there any indication? I know Father McGivney died at a pretty young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there any indication that he ever expected the Knights of Columbus to become what it was, or was he thinking this was just kind of a parish-based uh, you know, organization at his parish? Or how big did it get during his life, and what do you think his, his ultimate dream was? I, I, my, my thoughts is he wanted it to be for all Catholics. And, and I think, it, it, they don't ask me yet, but it, I think it's his biggest miracle that we grew to 2 million members. And, and you look at it, just in America, there's 70 million Catholics. Right. Mm-hmm. And let's just say 30 million of them are ATM Catholic men that could possibly join the night school. We, we haven't even tipped the surface of what's possible. Anybody who's ever seen what the Knights Columbus uh, do and work for and how much charity that outreach that's uh, given, uh, imagine if we were twice the size or three times the size or, or quadruple. What would that world look like? Mm-hmm. I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, and the the mission, uh, you know, obviously what he started has grown. Um, uh, you know, he the, he probably ne- never expected the Knights to be working with Special Olympics. It probably didn't even exist back then. But mm-hmm. the Knights just keep expanding and expanding and doing more and more. And now the financial services is the newest thing just in the last well, couple of years, right? Well, the the investment side of it is, uh, and I think when we're talking about because obviously you can't give what you don't have, right? And it's taken us 140 years to put $29 billion of assets under management. Now with the investment side, I bet in a decade we're talking $60 billion, $100 billion. Because as Catholics can get to invest with their Catholic faith, we're not going to invest in anything that goes against our Catholic faith. Um, and we're not going to uh, buy companies that are doing testing on aborted cell tissues and so forth. And abortion is just one of the easy metrics. But we, I think it's in, important to Catholics once they know that that's an option. And and so I think if we're doing this kind of great work with the Knights Columbus with $29 billion, what are we going to do once we have $60 billion, $100 billion? And I I think we're uh, it, it's a game changer uh, mm-hmm. for everything. You do good for you, your family, your church, and your community all at the same time. That's Good. what Chris Stark is general agent uh, of the Knights of Columbus, the Stark Agency, five dioceses. Uh, is that right? Is that four or five dioceses? Four fully covered, and we got a little bit of, we have Waco, uh, which serves a little bit of Austin, and then we got a little bit of Dallas. But. Yeah, okay. Could, could, could you continue to expand, or is uh, just take over the whole country, or what? It's God's plan. <laughs> whatever whatever God uh, puts in front of me, I, uh, I'm just his tool. Yeah, all right. So let's uh, let kind of go over again what's happening uh, this uh, on March 5th, Sunday, March 5th, a first-class relic of uh, blessed Michael McGivney, the founder of the Knights of Columbus, is coming to St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish in Keller. That's a big church. You're expecting a couple thousand people, you said, for the Mass. Veneration from 2 to 4 p.m., Mass at 5, a special presentation after Mass from Father Kalish, who you said is the Dominican uh, priest who is up there in New Haven, Connecticut, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, head of uh, the chaplain program for the Knights of Columbus, and he's been at St. Mary's in New Haven for many years. And um, you said that he has he, he was even there when they reopened his tomb to get the relics after his beatification. Did they check on... Uh, How like, interesting would that be? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I, to be there for yeah, that. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine. I don't know my, the feelings that one would have being able to actually view Father McGivney. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that... Uh, I, and again, just, he's a model uh, for our priest, and uh, he again, he, 
you think about a, a just a parish priest, and we want to say just a parish priest, but they're more than that. And and I think uh, having our, our a great what a great role model uh, for our priest um, to have that they can have they we can implement big ideas. And I mean, he took something as a twenty eight year old priest, and it's blossomed into this. You yeah. know, so that is his legacy, and we are his legacy, and. Uh, we like to uh, say we're walking in Father McGivney's footsteps, uh, especially being uh, doing the work that we're doing. Um, we're we're just uh, I'm excited to share it, and I think it, I, don't, I don't think we brought this up. This is the first time it's being um, let out into the public. Uh, we've never the the relics been in certain places outside of New Haven, but it's mainly been at Supreme Conventions and so forth. Just with the Knights Columbus, it's never. This is the first time it's actually taken a pilgrimage, and we're we're actually making five stops, and uh, those stops are beginning at the fifth on Sunday with uh, uh, Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton. Then we're uh, waking up in the morning and we're heading to San Angelo uh, to be at the cathedral and uh, with Bishop Sis down there. Um, and he's actually our state chaplain. He's really excited about uh, this uh, trip. Then we're going to another one of his parishes in Odessa. And the uh, and then we're going to head to the cathedral in Lubbock uh, with Bishop Curver. Um, and... Um, and we're going to present it in Lubbock, and then we're coming back to the Fort Worth Diocese for our last stop. And this was actually a personal request of Bishop Olson. He wanted it to go to Wichita Falls. Oh. Um, Wichita Falls was a very important stop for him because the Knights up there do a lot of great work for vocations. They they donate over $140,000 a year to vocations straight mm. to Bishop Olson to help him. Uh, cover the cost of the expensive cost of vocation. Is a particular parish there in Wichita Falls? Queen of Peace. Queen of Peace. Okay. Uh, All right. So, uh, you know, I'm just looking at this, uh, you know, uh, rundown of where you're going. And, you know, we, our our network was founded Mm -hmm. in Midland, in Midland. Yeah. yeah. And we have a station out there. And so I I would like, and I'm sure you won't mind to get a, a, a radio spot on the air out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and in Lubbock, we're not uh, we're not in Lubbock specifically, but you know people in, in across the country, the, the state may want to drive out there. And of course, Wichita Falls is not uh, not too far away as all at all either. How, how else are you promoting this, or how are people learning about it? Word of mouth, social media. Uh, get on my website if you if you want to email me, and I'll send you the promotional product so you can email it to your group. Maybe you're you've got some group that you're ahead of that within the church. It, it, we honestly need everybody sharing it. I think it's relevant to everybody, in, in my personal opinion. I think uh, Father McGivney um, is a saint of our day. And uh, God willing, uh, I I think we need to canonize all of the uh, uh, the, 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 the general agents uh, or what? Hey, uh, sure. <laughs> uh, one, one, I, we gotta we got to live our life uh, between yeah. now and then. But... I think, I mean, even Stanley Rother and Archbishop uh, Sheen and, and Father McGivney, they all need to be canonized. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we, we just need uh, American born priest saints, uh, I think, in our day right now. I think it's a good role model for our priests to give them something that 
to look up to. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, it was just those four that we mentioned uh, from Augusta uh, Father Tolton to Bishop Sheen mm-hmm. uh to uh Stanley Rother and then Father McGivney, very different uh, mm-hmm. geographically uh in different parts of the country, you know, different races in some cases, uh d- different yes, it's just it, it's, saints come in all shapes and sizes, mm-hmm. don't they? Uh all right, well, uh let's just give the the rundown again real quickly and then I want to close out uh the show uh just giving everybody one last word about the car raffle because it does end tonight uh, last opportunity and i didn't uh so so i didn't say the top eight parishes of our car raffle so we'll we'll go over those real quickly as well maybe Cecil can guess what they are uh uh or you can well so we can know uh, I'll, I'll tell you the the top parishes of, of as far as car car raffle ticket sales uh in the dallas and fort worth diocese but again chris stark has been my guest uh general agent and uh, if you ever met chris the, he just lives and breathes and he's so excited about what he does i mean you're just doing exactly what god i think he willed you to do because i can just tell that this is this is what you were meant to do. You, you, you have you enjoy it so much. Uh, first class relic of Blessed Michael McGivney is uh, going to be traveling through the state of Texas beginning uh, Sunday, March fifth at Saint Elizabeth and Seton Parish in Keller, two to four p.m. Veneration Mass at five, and then a special presentation with Father uh, Kate Kalish, uh, who's coming down from Connecticut, and then. Uh, San Angelo, Odessa, Lubbock, and Wichita Falls in the course of five days. Uh, yeah. So every day there's a, a different location. It's going to huh? be a busy week. You guys are going to be on a road trip. <laughs> and I think you got Father Kalish coming on the radio show. I think he's going to call in uh, next week as well. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. We're awesome. going to talk to him. Uh, I forget the exact date. So, all right, uh, Chris, thanks so much. Uh, appreciate all you do. And uh, again, Chris's website is K of C. StarkAgency.com. Stark is just S T A R K, KFC StarkAgency.com. If you're interested in uh, anything, work, uh, just talking to them about financial services, insurance, plus McGivney, I'm sure you'd be happy to talk to anybody that wants to call you, right? Amen. Uh, and, and if you go, there is a McGivney pilgrimage uh, tab for our full schedule and updates and everything. So uh, check out the website and then um, we're, we're excited to be a Small part of bringing this to you, there are a lot of people uh, that we will end up thanking from our, our councils to our bishops, to our priests, to the parishes, and, and so forth, that uh, it's it's not easy to bring this to to the diocese, uh, uh, get it out of New Haven. So mm-hmm. uh, we're excited to be play a small role in that. Yeah, I know the, the times that I have been to these relic events— uh, uh, I remember uh, Saint Maria Gretti's um, uh, came, and mm-hmm. uh, boy, I just thousands and thousands and thousands of people. People love this so much, and you would think the Protestants would think we're weird about this, but I think it's just the opposite. Mm-hmm. I think they they find it fascinating uh, um, to, to about, about about what we do with the relics. So, all right, uh, Chris, thanks again. Uh, KFCStarkAgency.com, and you can also uh, uh, visit the, the website for the. Um, the, the pilgrimage is what? McGivney, uh, it was KFC, StarkAgency.com forward slash McGivney dash pilgrimage. Okay. But if you go to my website, uh, you will be able to find the link. It's at the top. All right. Very good. So, all right. With no further ado, uh, thanks, everybody, for... The car raffle making it so successful tonight at 11:59 is the last uh, moment that you can buy the tickets. They're twenty-five dollars each, or or five for a hundred. We have been, you know, pounding the pavement, visiting parishes. We visited thirty-seven parishes over the last seven weeks. Okay, so that's an average of about what uh, five. Seven. 
Six or uh, six times seven is forty-two. But uh, so so five five to six every single weekend, and so grateful to all the pastors who let us in. So uh, you know, if we went out there to a, a parish and sold one ticket, I would be very very grateful to the pastors. So I I just want to thank the 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 parishioners at the parishes where we sold the most tickets. And obviously, if you're you know, a little tiny parish, you're not going to be able to compete against the St. Elizabeth's or the, uh, you know, St. Francis of Assisi. So some of these parishes are big, uh, but uh, not all of them are, are, are super huge. So, all right. So I don't know how to do this. Uh, so, so do you, do you want to, um, I, I know you know a lot of these. I know at least, I think the first, the top five, although I may have forgotten one of them. All right. We'll see. So uh, coming in at number eight. Uh, oh, we're the, going the, that the, way. Great. <laughs> I'm going. I'm, I'm going to send. Uh, number eight parish, as far as ticket sales, was the one I was at yesterday. Oh, good, 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 good Shepherd. That was going to be my guess, actually. Oh, is that? Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll give you a point. Thank okay? you. <laughs> uh, uh, good Shepherd in Colleyville, just there yesterday. Uh, last two masses especially were very good. So thank you very much. Number seven is one I think that you... Do you want to guess? Uh, oh, you think it's one that I went to? I think so. It all gets all mum, uh, oh, jumbled in my that brain one, now. I think I just remember what the fifth one was. <laughs> um, <laughs> number seven, St. Catherine of Siena. Oh, it is St. Catherine of yeah, Siena. You, you went there, okay. didn't you? I did go there. I actually yeah. went to a lot of their masses. So Father awesome. Sushil and uh, all the good folks over there. So that was number seven. Number six is... Here's a hint. It's the parish where the Blessed McGivney Relic is going to be on March 5th. Okay. Yeah, were well, you listening to the interview with Chris Stark? <laughs> Sissel wasn't listening. No, it's uh <laughs> Wait, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton and yeah, Keller. There you go. I knew that. Okay. I just had to take a minute. <laughs> okay, so St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Parish and Keller. Thanks. I had to think through all the parishes in my right. head. I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> all right, so number five, do you want to take a guess? I this is the one it, I don't it, think this, I remember. This may yeah, it may surprise you. Uh, what, see, we didn't. Grave we actually didn't go there. Uh, we are actually yeah. going to go there in March, though, just to yeah, talk about Catholic yeah. radio. We so. didn't go there for a car raffle, so. But if we if we had, uh, the, it would have probably cracked the top you know, six mm-hmm. or so. That's St. Francis. All right, number five is none other than All Saints Parish That's in right, Dallas. All Saints Dallas. Oh. Uh, All Saints Dallas, and uh, so we went out there. And so then uh, number four, you know what this one is, right? Uh, do you remember? Is the, it St. Joseph Waxahachie? No, no St. No. Francis of Assisi Frisco. Yeah, St. Francis of Assisi Frisco. We were just there over the weekend. So thanks to Father Rudy and uh, uh, Deacon Alex and uh, everybody over there uh, helping us out. Uh, number three in all the ticket sales, the top parishes. Uh, uh, yeah, do you, you know this yeah, one, Yeah, it's right? St. Joseph Waxahachie. Uh, yeah, St. Joseph Waxahachie, which, uh, you know, we, I went there, la- came out went there of, last yeah. year for the first time, and I, I was expecting it to be just this little parish mm-hmm. um, in, in Waxahachie. Of course, um, uh, if, if it uh, wasn't for our, our dear friend, the pastor, Father James Yamuchi, uh, you know, when the pastor totally supports the Catholic radio, it helps so much, and Father James was like, hey, we're having a... What was it? Uh, it, it was an epiphany uh, party. Oh, yes, that's uh, right, because ch- they were doing... Chili cook-off. Yeah, chili cook-off. <laughs> uh, like, and, and he said, come to the chili cook-off afterwards, and you can sell more tickets there. Did you get and, to judge? Uh, I wasn't a judge, uh, but I did, I did get, get to... try to, it. I got to eat. <laughs> Even <laughs> yeah, better. Do, do you know who the judges were? Were the Knights of Columbus. Oh. Yeah. They, they, they had, they, <laughs> Chris they, is they, like, I need to get in on they, this. They, <laughs> had, they, they had these little tiny cups, like like 40 of them. And, they were t- <laughs> and uh, I did get to taste the winner, um, the winner's uh, chili. So thank oh. you to Father James Yamuchi. 
All right, number two that really kind of came out of nowhere because I guarantee you last year, I don't even think this parish would have been in the top 10. Do you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, yes, Mary Immaculate. Mary Immaculate uh, Parish uh, in Farmer's Branch. Uh, thank you so much, Father Alphonse Nazaro, uh, for the very, very warm welcome. Uh, that We were just there last weekend, not not yesterday, but the weekend before. And so to all those good folks that that uh, went out there, they got a lot of Spanish masses as well. So this is this only mean this is only for the English masses that I'm talking about. And number one is yeah. Do you want to take a wild guess, Chris Dark? Uh, we talk about this parish all the time. It's it's Sissel's parish. They have won every year except for one year. Is it Dallas or Fort Worth? It's Fort Worth, Diocese. And think new. Think yeah, new. Yeah, they, yeah. they, 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 new. Just, they just moved something new, something blue, something... Uh, Argo. <laughs> no, that's a good guess, That's though. a good guess. Yeah, but, yeah. It's uh, close. It's really close to they, there. They, they went from Louisville to... Oh, uh, uh, Flower Mound. Yeah. yeah. And, Saint, and St. Philip's. Yeah. yeah. Father Raymond McDaniel sense. and uh, Sarah uh, and uh, all the... I mean, what can we say about... Uh, St. Philip's, Louisville. They're a tithing parish. They, uh, they, they actually uh, send us a, a tithing donation every month, and they're uh, just in the midst of putting in a brand new yeah. pipe organ, too. So, what can we say? Uh, they uh, one year St. Francis of Assisi Frisco beat them. Wow. And then Cecil went up the next year and said, Guess what? We got beat last year. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh. We're a competitive parish, apparently. <laughs> and, and I will say, and not to put any of these other seven uh, down because they, they all contributed great.